John's Horror Corner. <laughs> John's Horror Corner. That should be a thing. We could side that out. We need we need to do more marketing. We need to be yeah. on social more. So John's Horror Corner. Yeah. Well, welcome to Making the Dough Show. Hey. Yeah. I, I am John Cohn. Yes, you go first. Okay. I'm Nate C. Murray. It was weird. There was a weird moment in the room where I stared and was like, and you, then you say the rest of your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. It has. Uh, I, I it got has. a nasty cold last week, so... Now I'm feeling better, a little sleepy, but other than that, uh, back in healthy fighting form. Excellent. Hey, Excellent. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm buried in projects for my day job. Um, we're about to launch a huge something tomorrow, probably, that will test uh, stress test my website because I believe orders will be insane. So that's oh. fun. Oh, that's, you can't um, talk about it. I can talk yet. about it. Well, it's it'll a, be, we're going to be yeah. releasing this tomorrow or, or the next day anyways. Yeah. No, I can talk about it. This is the 3D cover that uh, my division, aka me, there's no one left in my division, uh, just me alone. Um, so we made a 3D cover for Rick and Morty vs. D&D. Ooh. And uh, I, you know, I can tell you there's three glasses. Red and strong. Blue glasses yeah, are in here? yeah, yeah. And if you look to your left, there might. Let's see if there's one in there. Yeah. It is honestly this is a very visual so, podcast. This is great. This is just good content. <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're look toward the back. Yeah, he's shuffling through a stack of comic know. books. No, whatever. Yeah, I think marketing team has stolen all my advances. Eh, that's okay. But I. I I use a guy that does a different process of 3D than anyone else, and it, the depth that he creates is insane. Oh, so, boy. it's a there's a what's the gelatinous cube? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, one of them, Rick or Morty, I don't know, being eaten by gelatinous cube, and then there's an eye of the beholder in the back. Don't give me in some D and D names, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's the depth is insane. It's like it's like looking at a diorama. So uh, very cool. we're only doing 500 and I expect them to sell out in about an hour or so. Wow. Uh, we're going to have a fun day tomorrow. So I've been working on that and working on a business plan for limited, AKA why I should keep my job, which is, you know, always great. Sure. You, you half think you're uh, writing a plan on keeping your job and you half think you're writing a plan on turning something in so that they can fire you and hire two people for less mm. to do what you do. Oh boy. So... Uh, there, because a certain crowdfunding platform did that. Oh boy. They had me, they stressed writing a plan and then, uh, then they hired a bunch of interns and they didn't have a head of games crowdfunding anymore after that plan was turned over. Oh, yikes. That's uh, okay. They can make Pepe the Frog comics all they want now. <laughs> deep dive, deep dig. There yeah, whatever. Come at me. <laughs> Nate C. Murray on Twitter. I'll see you there. <laughs> But for Bread and Circuses, we got some exciting stuff to talk We're about. We're killing it. Yeah. I think I think we have finally found a groove. We got through, we bought a sell sheet, mm-hmm. uh, which we should, we, we are now in talks with, uh, and I, this is okay to share because Odd wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in talks with possibly working with Odd Hackwelder, the best name in gaming. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, and he, uh, he is a game designer who is... Uh, prolific like odd I think one time outshined Daryl in how many games he showed me oh boy in that it was just like 30 games back to back let's go like oh Nate, boy. yeah I, yeah it was exhausting but um, several were very good and he could take one deck and do 10 games with it he's that kind of guy you know mm-hmm. So a light game, but we're in talks. He's also a manufacturer, apparently, or working for a manufacturer. So we're trying to connect with him to get Pun Pong printed. I know the crossover of backers of Pun Pong slash listeners of this podcast 
Hi, mom. Uh, actually, no, wait. Hi, John's mom. Because my mom didn't back. <laughs> so uh, the, there's a big crossover. I know you've been wondering where Pong Pong is. And so it's uh, currently we're working with Odd. And maybe we do a little split run. And he's got a game in the same footprint. So yeah. Uh, so, so that's where that game is. But... Uh, fuzz in the microphone. A little fuzz, so yeah. yeah. Um, but but more importantly, we've been really kicking butt on Council of Verona. Yeah, really, we have. We got our sketches in for all the characters. Mm-hmm. They look great. Yeah, yeah. So the artist there is Hector. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm a Visca, and uh, Hector. I'm sorry if I, I'll I'll email Hector later for pronunciation. He is the artist who did Little Circuses. He is an artist I found uh, and have had do private work for me for toys a children's book etc i love his style and i asked him if he could do almost a disney take for us mm-hmm. uh and he's doing that and he's turning over art that uh, the designer michael is see this is I, this is mike i, I was is telling you sk sk sure sure Suki? yeah before we started recording i was telling john that i i traditionally only hire people whose names i can't say <laughs> So Michael, uh, designer of uh, Council of Verona and now Trash Pandas with Game Right, uh, has loved the new take on the art. Which oh, is, that's great. I love making designers happy. It is. It's a little more cartoony. It's a little more exaggerated features. And mm-hmm. it just brings out the fun. And it's color. Whereas the yeah. original was, was black and white line art, which was fine. And, and I, I think there's, you know, and we'll get to that, there's a, a time for black and white. But in this game... Table presence wise, it's a very small game, and I want it to really pop. And I want, it, and I feel like it's easier because there's icons and names and all that. I feel like it's easier to go color here mm-hmm. because it pulls the player and lets them know, oh, that's not Juliet. That's what's her. Who's right. it? And know? especially with an eighteen card game, something so small. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're just getting off the ground. We don't have unlimited funds, but right. we can pay for really good art for eighteen cards. Exactly. Um, it's not like there's a hundred and fifty unique pieces of art that we have to commission. Yeah, which yeah, that's which on our list, unfortunately. Is, which is the we, next thing we're going to talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's talk about Verona and yeah. your your conversion for our AK or for our. Uh, Hashtag right. creepify yes, we're line doing of games. Council of Creepies, yes. which is going to be yeah. our, our kind of split version, which is uh, we're going to add one or two, you know, kind of tweaks to the mm-hmm. mechanics just mm-hmm. to kind of make it its own beast. And we're going to be using um, Creepies, which is the, the game I made, my first game. And uh, King of the Creepies, it's all of these really punny, silly, very colorful art uh, monsters and mm-hmm. goblins and. All of that kind of stuff. And so we're going to have that game um, launch along with Council of Verona. The Kickstarter, if you buy in, you're going to get both games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're working right now on kind of doing the dev for Creepies yep. and making it, you know, just feel like it's the same game, but with an, a little twist. Yeah, and I, and I feel like, to me, what I see out of you as a designer is I want, I want to see a little more take that in, mm-hmm. in this version. You know, I want to see maybe... Some angles uh, that I think is kind of your design style. So I'm, I'm hoping we'll see that there. And I'm, I'm really excited. And I think we can creepify a lot of stuff because I think you created a really cool universe that uh, we could really play around in. And, and we can couple these games with that. So really fun. In fact, you know what? Hmm. Just thought of it. 
uh, let's update people on Creature Feature that people heard us sign live with Eric Slauson, Rising Designer. Uh, So Creature Feature, current name. Uh, Nate's going to change that name. Just going to let you know right now. Not not into the name. (laughs) Uh, But let's call it We Bought a very expensive micro not a micro game but we bought a very expensive party game yeah that's that will be this working title sure (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i love this trend that we're getting into here (laughs) where i just trash all our business decisions and games i don't don't know know it might not be a really great way to sell our our concepts but uh i I, I think i commit to the bit (laughs) (laughs) so we bought a very expensive party game and when I say very expensive, it's because uh, the art costs for this are yeah. going to be um, phenomenal because I, I am pretty obsessed with this game. I think you are too. And we yeah. talk about it a lot. And when I'm in a bad mood, yesterday someone annoyed me and immediately I went and put half an hour into Creature Feature. Mm-hmm. AKA we bought more than we can chew. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll try to make that nice. Well, well and, and we've got an interesting timeline set up for it because it's not something like um, Pun Pong where it was just a little bit of graphic design work. Mm-hmm. Um, this does have pretty heavy art requirements. It's going to yeah. take a lot of time. Yep. So it may not be the game that comes out right after Verona, um, but it's the game that we're going to start working on getting the art going right after Verona Correct. because it is going to be such a long lead time yeah. for us to get all that in. So we may uh, be putting some of these other games that we've signed that are less art um, heavy mm-hmm. that are more design based we you know sure. we bought um, picture it from uh, Rocco yes, Privatera uh, hey is how you pronounce that John said it and, uh, I don't have to. but you know that's a really really fun party game that we've got we can um, crank that faster that yeah. has little to no art requirements so we can you know pepper games like that in while we're working on getting uh, creature feature finally yeah. pending up and running yeah so and again if, if you're just finding out about this podcast from anchors heavy promotion of us because they've supported us Usually, I'm sure. Uh, Creature Feature is a sketch artist game where right. you're where the witness is seeing a, a an alien uh, or a, maybe a creepy, right? Something then, weird. Yeah, and then they get to see it for a short amount of time. Then they don't get to look at it, and then they describe it to the artist. So I I'm uh, beyond just over the moon with how fun this game is and how much it can do so uh but yeah and we've been talking about kind of the different avenues that we can take this game because this isn't just a game that is you know you you do one run and you get one concept and and you're out this is a game that i feel has a lot of staying power Mm -hmm. um, and can be enriched by additional packs additional themes additional maybe even licenses yes you know so you know you can have the one that is very alien uh, version, which is Centric. what the yep. uh, yeah. initial one's going to be, but you could go into body horror, you could go into Cthulhu, you could go into right. Western, you yep. could go into all of these different directions. They all work it. for this yeah. system, and that's why I think I want to move away from the title of Creature mm-hmm. because I do want to be doing different packs, and so I, we'll we'll find a name. But the most the most important thing is I'm really excited about this one. And yeah. you know, yesterday our conversation was should it be black and white or should it be color cards, mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting because. I think gamers perceive color as more value. Right. Uh, and also, I perceive it as more cost. Yes. So gamers are accurate. It does cost to color cards. but It does, but it also has more of like a social media imprint. If you're going to be sharing some of those cards, if we're going to be trying to advertise something like this, or, you know, we feel really strongly that this is going to be um, having a strong showing at conventions. 
It's going to be huge at convention. Yeah. It, this is the game that will make me, as we discussed, this is the game that will make me attend a convention. Yeah. Because it is going, it is that big. And yeah, it's something that I'm excited to show to as many right. people as possible right. um, over several periods of uh, several days. Yeah. Uh, but mechanically, when you boil it down, again, you're looking at an image and then describing it to people who are drawing it quickly. Mm-hmm. They're not coloring it. No. And, and a police sketch with, that we see in episodes of Castle. I assume we're all huge Castle heads from here, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, will they, won't they? Beckett, Castle, you know? <laughs> I've seen that, the episode where he dresses up as a space cowboy for Halloween and had a, had a good laugh at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, I'll see at the next Castle Con. <laughs> Don't lie. Uh, but, but in reality, they're, they're black and white, and the color is almost distracting. If you have a player trying to memorize an image... Mm-hmm. Gameplay wise, I don't know that I can be convinced that black and white isn't the better play. It doesn't add presentation wise, yeah. color we will probably go with, and I and I will bring Eric in. He'll be on a future episode, and we'll all have this conversation. Um, but I, you know, I want the I just I want to do him right. I right. think he's going to be a big guy. I want to do several games with him. I just I like him. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to working with people we like. Right. There's definitely um, something to be said for just being a decent person. Yeah. And enjoying talking to somebody and working with somebody. Yeah. If, if it's yeah. going to be hell to collaborate, then you don't want to collaborate with that right. person anymore. Right. And so that's where we'll bring him in when and we'll you know we'll test this. We'll test, and I have some thoughts. So so that's that. But um, be excited. Book take. I'll go to Origins next year for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Gen Con. Well, so. I I'll, I do Gen Con. You'll do Origins. We'll Perfect. Split it. There you go. All right. Yeah. Great. Um, cool. All right. So that's great. Speaking of people we we like and can't pronounce their names. Uh, Erica Boyoris Hayes. There you go. See, I'm just going to start doing that. I'm going to say first names. Okay. Uh, she just let us know that uh, Betty Payne versus the Legions of Cthulhu will be tested at Toronto Spiel. Yeah. And we'll have a proto in hands for Dev in October. That's fantastic. You know, I got to see a working prototype of hers at Gen Con. It wasn't quite playable yet, mm-hmm. but um, all the, the pieces were in place. It just hadn't been balanced enough to actually sit and play through it. And I was really excited at the new directions she had taken it from the last time we had spoken. Uh, I, I really can't wait to see that game in action. Yeah, that's great. And, and me too. And, I, and that's an IP that I kind of invented um, at, at push from another person who just kind of challenged me to. And I, I don't back down from challenges in any form of life. And so it was, can you make this good? And, I, and I'm really proud of the IP work there. And I, I want to launch a lot around it. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then in personal worlds, I know you have an interesting topic, but uh, in my own world, before you go, yep. um, I'm back designing, That's which fantastic. is which is terrible. <laughs> this is what I was trying not to do. But you had um, such a good idea that it's, I did, it's yeah. hard not to make a move on it, especially when it's something again that's kind of fitting right into our wheelhouse of. Simple, cheap to produce, not heavy uh, on art, not heavy right. on, on mm-hmm. front end costs, but it's a, a really good fun. hook. Yep. It's a really simple game to jump into. You know what you're playing immediately, yep. uh, and and I think that this could be a really big hit for us. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a push your luck trivia game, and the the last thing I was stuck on was I don't want um, it's always you know and it's, I have this problem with Creature Future to be fair of the scoring it slows down I always want you know if you hear me talk about a game ever it's always I want the players to live in the best part of the game as often as possible right and so with trivia I want 
you to have pain, but I want it to be not you sitting quietly writing. I, I just don't feel like that's a good experience. Yeah. And so I finally solved that with this and it's ready for play test. And so we're, we're going to have to get together and test that. We should re-go over Get Salty, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is uh, your game that we've talked about repeatedly. Right, um, my cutthroat kitchen game. Cutthroat kitchen game. You're welcome. Uh, so we should, we'll have to set a date for that. Yeah, and uh, and that'll be good. So so that's on my side. On your side, you just did something interesting. I did. I, so I just got um, an offer to make a new game in a license um, with a, a pretty quick turnaround time. But the interesting thing about this, and this is a different way that I'm I'm used to working, it, is it, well, when you say pretty quick, I think you did this in a week. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, well, <laughs> just... I was initially told that I had two weeks to do the entire game. Mm -hmm. Um, I've since been able to lock it down to just having the dice components because there's some custom dice involved okay. to having that in two weeks because dice notoriously takes a very long time to produce. Mm -hmm. uh, everything else is pretty simple, you know, some cards, some boards, some standees, whatever. Right. That's easy. Um, but the, the dice is really a tough thing. So um, I've, I've had a pretty short turnaround time on this. But the cool thing is, is I was basically handed a game that already exists and mm -hmm. said, these are the component costs. This game right here, take it apart, look at all the components. This is the price point that you have to work with mm -hmm. on the manufacturing side. Mm -hmm. You can make a game that's nothing like this game, but it just has to be this exact price point and this exact component. Nice. And so that was kind of a really interesting way to come at design. Sure. Was saying, okay, well, let's you know first play the game, see what works, what doesn't, and then see how I can... Um, come up with a new game that works within this license is appropriate for the IP, um, but also with these very, very strict limitations of, you know, this many cards, this type of cards, this many dice, and this kind of board. Um, and I actually had a blast doing it. For, you know, sometimes you feel like um, you're given too much rain to do something and sure. it's like oh well I can go in any direction and you can kind of mm -hmm. get lost in right that. you could write 178 pages of prose for a graphic novel yeah for sure. example hypothetically for example, just hypothetically totally yeah. hypothetically yeah. Uh, but for this it was it was kind of nice to be able to have some of that already established for me and it's like okay well within these constraints what can I do um, and I've, I've had an honestly an absolute blast and it made the design process that much easier for That's me cool. so if I could get jobs like this in the future I would be pleased as punch truly I think that's really this is somewhere publishers should be exploring working with you I think you need some reining in and I think you're, <laughs> you're very good at what you do but I think if they were to give you exact parameters you would uh I think you would crush there. So I, I, I think you could be a specialist at this, actually. I, I would I would love to do more projects within this space. Mm -hmm. It really was yeah. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun playing the game, saying what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. What would I do completely 100% differently? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I've done that, I think. I think I've taken it in a very different direction than what they handed me. Uh, That's cool. Which I'm hoping. I've got a meeting uh, later on to, mm -hmm. to talk about that. but. I think that uh, I think they're going to be pleased with the direction of taking it. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm familiar with the IP, and you you gave me the pitch, and you know this is that part where we dance around talking about stuff. But right. uh, I, 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 yeah, but I feel like the the pitch and the premise worked really well, and so I think it's going to be good. So so that's great. But I think 
and, and I know there's companies out there that do that. There's what Button Shy does, uh, design contests of you know where they throw out specific components. You right. Know, make a game with nine cards, or or I've seen postcard games. Make yep. a game on a postcard. So yep. my, my favorite is make an RPG with two hundred words. The rules have to be two hundred <laughs> words or less. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, that one's a that one's a tough one. I, I thought about it, for, sat there for a couple of hours thinking about what I would do, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I got way beyond two hundred words. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's too see that and that I feel like I could do. I, that's about the amount of interest I have in an RPG. Two hundred <laughs> words, and and I hate like you know. There's nothing worse to me than playing D and D with a strict rules master DM. True. Uh, who you know for you have to walk ten hours in a forest. Let's roll a d twenty for a random encounter every ten hours. Like. To me, role playing is role playing, not yeah. fighting a random owl bear in the Shire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I, I've got a D and D game that I, I do that's um, twice a month, and we've got one player in our group who knows the rules way too well. Is it he, our lawyer? It is not our lawyer. That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually really always open to playing and doing whatever. I actually wish he was the rules lawyer. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Well, he, he, he did <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he if there's one guy who's going to be the royal yeah. rules lawyer, I would hope it's the guy that's making our contracts. I feel like that's what we should start calling him, is the rules lawyer. No, he well, came sure. in to play a Morrowind-based RPG with us, and he okay. came in with a binder, having printed out every single quest of Morrowind. Oh, wow. And he was like, no, we're just playing Morrowind as a pen and paper role-playing game. And I didn't quite understand what that meant until I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is this is literally Morrowind. Like, I can go to this place where I know this ring exists and it's going to be there. Wow. Um, it, it, it ended up being cooler in theory than in practice because uh-huh. it turns out most of Morrowind is go to a cave, kill 12 of this, and come back, uh-huh. uh, which is not super engaging. Right. But, um, but yeah, so we, we've got this other, and that's a, in a different D&D group. So we've got one guy who's this kind is... of the rules monger, and uh, he, he can grind the game to a halt. He can take you right out of the immersion because he says, well, actually... You're stepping over this log, and that's going to reduce your speed by half for right. this. And you can't yeah. jump over this without performing this kind of role. And it's like, you know, man, we were having fun. We were telling a story. Yeah. And now you've reminded us that and, we're playing a game. Right. That and, that, and that's what keeps me out of, of that world that I, you know, as a teenager, I loved it. But that's mm-hmm. what has kept me from coming back is because I don't want to keep that in my head I just, want, I just want to have some fun and chat we should and have you run that heist one yet I haven't I haven't I, I want, want to be in on that in I want dark. to be in yeah so you you, you know bring uh, me back out of RPG retirement man I need I need to have some time where I'm, I'm where, where you're not, not at three D&D groups designing two games and I got deadlines running a winery and, <laughs> and all that and then and then you know giving whatever effort we give to this uh, sure. imprint that has the most upside for us. And and now uh, handling a brand new dog. We just oh, got a new you dog. got the dog. Got a new dog this week. I, I love this dog. It's so cute. His name's Gizmo. Yeah. He's a... A.K.A. Lenny. He's a rescue. Mm-hmm. We think he's half Corgi, half Pomeranian. Um, either way, yeah. he is the softest dog I've ever oh, felt should... in my life. Oh, we should... I love him. We should post a picture of him on the on the on the Facebook. Maybe yeah. you you we talked about you taking over Instagram. So yeah, yeah. Maybe you post a picture there. But uh, uh, John's other dog, Luna, is a, a hell minion. She's an exposed nerve in dog form. Um, yeah, she's just a, a bundle of of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really wanted to get this dog as a buddy for her because she goes ballistic every time we leave the house. And this dog is very calm and confident. 
yeah. uh, which is exactly what she needs. So um, Delaney's been checking. We have a Nest Cam, so you can like check cool. the feed. Very cool. She's been sending me pictures uh, all week at work. Oh, that's uh, great. Says, look, look, they're sitting next to each other. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so we're starting to get along. You know, there were there were some nips and growls in the beginning, mm-hmm. but uh, now now they're getting along. So it's yeah, I, I literally like can't wait to go home and like play fetch with this dog and like oh. yeah, he's, he's a great dog. super cute. Throw some pics up because yeah. he, he you sent me a pic and I was like, oh my god, and it's the perfect. They're an angel and a devil when you look at them together. And he looks so dumb and she looks so mean. They're George and Lenny. Yeah. To me now, that's George and Lenny. So, sure. I, you know, and, and it's great. But yeah, really cute. So congrats on that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, no new pets in my house. So <laughs> I got that. But, but, but that's a good. Let's, let's get some pics up. Let's get the people seeing the dog. If you're listening, let us know you're listening. Sure. All that. We're, we got to focus a little more on marketing as we ramp up to Verona because it is a, a, a gamble to bring that game back and do it differently than Patrick did. Yeah. Um, and Patrick was, uh, you know, again, the, the, the guy behind crash games and, and really known for high end componentry. And so I want to do this justice to both Michael and Patrick, who is a dear friend that's off the grid right now. And I hope he's well, mm-hmm. um, but we got to do well and we got to, we got to market and make sure that this game comes out hot. So marketing. So let us know if you're listening. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hmm. Feels like we ran down a lot of game stuff. Did we cover everything? Did we've hit a lot of topics? We've hit a lot. In a short okay. amount of time here today. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We're getting back in with our feet running. You know, that's right. Yeah. Hit the ground yeah. running. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we have taken some time off. I feel like we've got had some cool personal things that have been going on as well. Stuff we're excited to talk about outside of the realm of games. Sure. Uh, do Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I mean, mine, my mine's, yeah, it's, it's, it's me. It's a hot, it's a, I'm, I'm going to say some stuff. So, okay. uh, but all good. But, but, uh, I saw a movie. I've been trying to go to the movies more. Okay. Um, just cause, uh, cause it's fucking hot and the movies have AC is sure. the main reason. And I also discovered an outdoor bar outside of my movie theater mm. and boy let me tell you that's a good place for a bar <laughs> so i sit in perfect san diego weather while it cools down and then i go catch a movie on a sunday and that's kind of how i'm ending sundays uh try to get into the movie with less population don't want to see a friday night crowded show right uh and i don't think any of the screenings for this particular movie were crowded unfortunately uh i saw a movie called sorry to bother you Oh yeah, which is by he. Uh, it's the stoner, char- stoner kind of shaman character from Atlanta with Donald Glover. Okay, um, and I believe he is responsible for all of this movie. Okay, and uh, from the previews, it's about a, a broke young man who goes and gets a telemarketing job. It's about as much as they show you. And they show that he gets good at it. Um, and, and that's it. And that was enough for me because I grew up in the boiler rooms. I am of that life. Mm-hmm. And I dealt so, and the way I, I will spoil one, this is not even a spoiler, but it's something I really, his name is Cassius Green. That's what he uses on the phone. And that's his real name, but slow it down. Battle rap. Cash slow is- it down. Uh. Cash is green, right? So perfect. Everything in this movie is subversive and interesting and a perfect write up of where culture is going. And the problem with this movie is due to melanin-related issues, it's going to get compared to Get Out, Mm. which was not a good movie. What? I'm sorry. Get Out was basic. It was basic, and and I think we talked about this, but Get Out was spoiled by the trailers. Yes. And also by the fucking title. (laughs) It didn't say 
Guess who's coming to white people's houses and it's okay? It said, get out. It's about the journey. Uh, so, I mean, but to me going into that movie, it, there was no twist at all. Uh, the only twist would have been the original ending had they kept that on, which was a very darker ending. Uh, and they chose to pull back from the only interesting moment they could have had in a movie. It was stylish. It was fine. It was ruined by the marketing and the title. Sorry to Bother You has a twist so insane that is so covered from the trailers, but so earned. And then they take that twist and you think, oh, okay, we're going to take this twist and then it's going to go this way and that's how it ends. But they reveal it again to what current society, how current society would truly react to the twist hmm. and what they've built up. And so by the end, what you've built up is this package of where we're going as a culture with capitalism and with, um, you know, current government issues and regulations and the stock market and all of this. And you roll it all together into a movie that does not replace Get Out, has nothing to do with that other than people will go to that basic thing. What this movie replaces is idiocracy. Oh, okay, and love so that movie. right, but that's no longer where we're headed, because idiocracy was before um, some concepts that are emerging now. Uh, a terrifying concept of the Amazon RV worker camps, mm -hmm. for example, uh, which you Google that on your own. We don't need Nate's deep dive into that, but it's it's the new form of retirement, aka we'll work till you're dead. Uh, and that's happening now. I, I mean, I've made 100% this year on Amazon stock, so I'm a hypocrite for even saying it, but whatever. But that's where the world's going. Um, and that's that, that statement I just said is perfect for watching Sorry to Bother You of the tie-ins of suffering. And so watching this movie, it was it, it's insanely good. And Idiocracy is no longer a movie I will ever watch again because Whoa. that path is gone. That, that reality split with the Bernstein Bears and Nelson Mandela effect and all of the other things. Um, and, and now we're on this new path and, and sorry about you nails it and is insane and just like mind blowing. I was going to do a twofer. Uh, I was going to go watch mission impossible fallout after, mm -hmm. but I just went outside and had a beer at the bar and, and thought and kind of huh. talked to the bartender and a couple of people and was, I needed time to, oh, to process. And it was the best kinds of movies. It's, it's Freaking amazing. I thought I was going to watch a Telmark. I thought I was going to watch Boiler Room. I want to see, you know, Giovanni Ribisi yelling. At, how can I do that name in none of our designers? <laughs> uh, I wanted him yelling Recco, you know? Yeah. That's what I thought I was getting, some fun sales stuff. And instead, I got the earth shattering views that are uh, just, I mean, you got to tie it all together. It's going it's to hit this point where it curveballs on you. And then it, you're going to be like, where did that come from? But it was earned. It earned every twist. I hate the unearned twists. Gotcha. Uh, so there, there you go. That was... Okay. I, I cannot give it a higher recommendation. Cool. Best movie of the year. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on Get Out because I love that movie. But Get Out could have been fine if it was called Normal Day and if the trailer was a normal day. That's what Sorry to Bother You is. Okay. It's All called... Right. Sorry to Bother You is like, eh, I'm a telemarketer. And then it hides what it does. We get it. Sure. Did they call it Get Out? Come on. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't necessarily. It's, not every movie has to be M Night Shyamalan. Oh my God, the twist was so such a twist, and I didn't see it but coming. It, it just has the to be. Preview showed guys running. I mean, like, what else was that movie about? It doesn't. But it's about the journey, man. It's about watching what happens. Like, there's a reason why I've watched Goonies 400 times, and it's not so that I can go, Oh my God, are they gonna get out with the jewels at the end? Sure, it's so that I can but, watch um, how we got from. But this was a thriller with a suspense and a. I'm doing air quotes. Uh, twist. 
And when you ruin that and show third act stuff, like, look, all trailers should not show anything from the third act. Like, sure. Let's, Agreed. You know, Agreed. Don't, bad marketing. Bad marketing. So, so, and then maybe don't name your movie, get out. Now, look, I, I have obviously I'm title sensitive. I, we brought up yes. creature feature. I, I, you know, I've renamed. I renamed one of your games that's going to publication. Sure did. We just, uh, yeah, which is I'm so happy for you on that one. Okay, I saw the um, logo on that one oh, recently, God. and it is it's amazing. Yeah, and the first reply was get the logo artist name. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy good. It's gonna outperform it's gonna kill and the artist for it i'm so yeah. happy for you yeah, on that. yeah yeah well it's it's gonna be coming in a kickstarter next month and i can announce it um then so we'll do yeah and we'll and apparently these are great people to work with yeah. I, i'm all in on them yeah, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. give all the support we can with our tiny you know mom and dollar papa dollar listeners with our, with our dozens and dozens of listeners all right tell me what all what, right what, what, what what's up with you so as much as i'd love to talk about spider-man because boy because everyone the is the best game i played in a long time spider-man arkham knight i yeah I, I have you know i have this ongoing wrist injury that that prevents me from doing most things um but i i've been playing this game anyways but that's not what i want to talk about this week because okay. this other thing that i saw maybe needs a little more help than spider-man does okay. Okay. um it's a movie by a fella named uh damien leone mm-hmm. um it's called terrifier too scary. And, uh, oh yeah, it's a horror movie, and it, it really harkens back to like the slasher films of seventies and eighties. Um, and it, the guy, so I feel like the guy is kind of interesting. And oh you kind Jesus of, Christ! Are you looking up the picture? Oh no! So so John watches. You take. Oh God. Yeah, if you look up the movie, there's there's a a central figure, which I think is part the Whoa. big part about this movie. Um, he's this clown, uh, and his name's Art the Clown, and like. So I think about horror icons, right? You know, mm-hmm. Freddy, Jason, yeah. Michael Myers, yeah. uh, the, the Ghostface yeah. Killer. What's the most recent horror icon? Uh, did that you've you throw seen? a member of Wu Tang Clan in the middle of your horror icon? From Scream, the Ghostface. Oh, I know Ghostface Killer in a. No, different... That's A H Killer. Yeah, this you is went hard Ghostface. R. Yeah, this never, is killer. Never go hard R. Oh, come on. Get, grow up. <laughs> Got him. Um, so, I mean, you know, some people might say Pennywise is, is a new horror icon, but he's not a new horror icon. He's been around for a very long time. The, he's just been revitalized. This character design blows Pennywise out of the, out he of, really out of the water. He really this does. Is, this is nuts. So, uh, this is perfect character design. And this character, so the last horror icon that I think has been introduced to our cultural zeitgeist has been Jigsaw. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but you know what? He was introduced in what, like two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. We need a new horror icon, and I think that this Art the Clown um, is is on his way to be the next horror icon. Okay. Um, this this guy, Damien Leone. So he started out. He made a a, a short film years ago. Is uh, it called Short Film? Because no, it's called he's the Ninth apparently Circle. Really good at naming things. It's called the It's called the Ninth Circle, and basically he is. Um, he this this guy has a background in monster effects, special effects makeup, gore okay. effects, okay. and so he made this movie kind of as a like a reel, um, as like everything that he can kind of throw in there, the kitchen cool. sink, monsters, demons, ghosts, and this clown. And this clown was clearly the standout character, and he is truly the antithesis of Pennywise. They actively made the choice to make him the opposite of Pennywise. Pennywise is very colorful and and loud. This character is completely mute and only black and white. Pennywise mm-hmm. is very magical and, and uh, has all of these like powers. Mm-hmm. This guy is very mundane and uses weapons, and he's he's a, so he's kind a, of a Mike Myers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he so he made this uh, uh, Ninth Circle, 
Um, then he made the short of Terrifier, which was a 15-minute version of what ended up getting turned into this feature. Um, these two shorts got picked up by a producer, uh, last name of Falcone. Uh, I can't remember his first name. I think Robert. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and they made a movie called ooh, uh, All Hollows Eve, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. they they put together you know two right. of these shorts into this larger anthology. And yeah. again, Art the Clown stood out. He was the standout character. Cool. So then he finally got the funding. He was going to try to do a crowdfunding campaign. Oh. Um, and he's reaching out to different producers, and he's like, "Hey guys, can you maybe start doing some marketing?" Because he had no money. This producer goes, "Are you kidding me? How much do you need? I'll fund wow. it. I'll wow. fund it because this guy is the next horror icon." Yeah. So he made this uh, ultra-violent, it's really gory, very spooky, uh, full-length feature. It's on Netflix now. It's called Terrifier. Again, if we were to talk about names. Yeah, not the best name. (laughs) I'll get you there. Okay. Not the best name, but... And it's and it's you know it's not a story that's going to blow you away. It uh-huh, is a, uh-huh. it's like a, it's like a Mad Max in terms of like it's all about the visual storytelling sure. and it's all about the moment to moment terror of what's going on. Okay. You you know you set up characters and, and and you kill them off as quickly as you set them up. It's not about the protagonists. It's about this antagonist. It's about this spooky clown who does some of the most creative creepy unsettling stuff i've seen in a movie in years and it's Gee, so this is huge because you watch a lot of dark I'm a stuff yeah and for you to say that it is, is so relentless and unabashedly bizarre and twisted that i just i had to like pick my jaw up off the floor i was watching it grinning like a child at how just gleefully grotesque this movie was um, he's already working on a sequel, uh, and I and I cannot wait for it. Wow. Um, you go on Instagram; people have tattoos of this clown already. It's a it's a great character. I am literally wondering whether we should try and get this license or try and get these guys to get this license. I mean, truly, if you're if you're on it like that, and I'm looking at it already. I, I know what movie I'm not watching. Yeah, uh, but you can sure. tell me about him, and he looks. Oh man! He's spooky. He's unsettling, and and him and his facial expressions mm-hmm. are incredible. He's yeah. and and having him be yeah. totally mute and so emotive. Sure, sure. He's like a like a French mimey clown. Yes, look. and it's not just his face; it's his body language. It's mm-hmm. the way he does mm-hmm. things. It's the way that he alone can ratchet up this tension. Mm-hmm. That it's not about oh my god, is this person going to get away? It's oh my god. What is he going to do to this person? Uh, and and I was just okay. Delaney and I were both just hooked. And there's one scene in particular that if you're if you see the movie, you're going to be talking about it. Okay. There's one scene that pushes the limits of of what I've seen in in the most creative, bizarre way. Uh, that that this movie just sticks with you. You know, you said you saw so Sorry to Bother You and and you thought about it on a uh, philosophical and a like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is the world? I sit and I think about this movie with just a, oh my God, I can't believe what they made. And one of the cool things about this too is, um, I read a a recent interview with him, um, this movie's not rated. It's not even taken to the MPAA because that's (laughs) not where horror films are going. We're now in an era where you can sell your horror film straight to Hulu, to Netflix, to Amazon. You skirt around all of that. 
you can do whatever the fuck you want now right. in a horror movie. You can push those limits. You can do the things that you wanted to do. And that's not to say that they're like overly gratuitous. It's very well edited. It still has, you know, that kind of, um, it, it is very much a, a product uh, based out of love of 70s and 80s movies. So it, it knows when to cut away. It knows when to tease what you're seeing and, and leave Excellent. kind of the yeah. worst stuff up to your imagination. Okay. Um, okay. But it is it is you know an hour and twenty minutes of of just a, a thrill ride. That's awesome. so I have the trailer up and uh, it shows him kind of strutting into maybe a fast food joint where mm-hmm. Mulholland is. That's where we open. And just his uh, his posture is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and really just perfect. And then uh, they they cut to text. And it says, uh, makes Pennywise look like Krusty. <laughs> so uh, they, they call their shot in, in yeah. this. And uh, there's no CG in this movie. It's all practical effects. This guy is a special effects wizard. Um, maybe nice. doesn't have the most firm grasp on okay. um, how human musculature and, and anatomy works. But uh-huh. that's okay because it's very creative and it's, nice. um, it's really something else. Uh, I, I, if you are a horror fan and you're looking for something new... And you're looking for a character that is going to stick with you. Uh, you watch Terrifier. It's on Netflix, and honestly, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, yeah, this is. I, I've, I, the, yeah, this is definitely going to be a thing. You're, you're, you're on a thing, clowning around. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the actor, props to the actor and the character and all that. But he, just perfect posture. So that that's terrifying. I will not be watching that. I will continue in my life of. My head is worse than anything I can watch on screen. I don't need to add anything more negative to what's inside. So sure, uh, that's really good though. That that's a good pick. I think that is um, that's a winner if you like that kind of shit. Yeah, I yeah. think it, this needs to be your bag. You need to know that you're getting into into something if you're gonna watch it. Yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, when we when I we talked about Gerald's game. Right. Um, you know, you, you don't go into Gerald's game without understanding that you're in for a disturbing trip. Um, yeah, and and that's this is definitely a disturbing trip, but it is a trip that is well worth taking if that's your sort of thing. Nice. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, yeah, I think so that's awesome. I think that's about all I've okay. got today. And then of course, you know, play Spider Man on PlayStation Four. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing. It. I'm probably gonna buy one just for this, and then I'll go back and hit God of War. But, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get in there. A little yeah. Peter Parker lightness. Is there good humor? It's great humor. Perfect. Yeah, is it every, everything I want out of a Spider-Man? Yeah. You know, and it is so full of Easter eggs, references. Right. Did you hear the story about the proposal? Oh my god, oh, that's so great. sad. Yeah, they, yeah. They, also great. It, they yeah. do a lot of really smart stuff. But do you think the story is real? I do. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I absolutely do. Um, but you know they, they did a really lot a lot of smart things in Spider-Man and a lot of interesting um, kind of reinventions and reevaluations and, and creating different things they made one of the smartest things I think they did they made J. Jonah Jameson basically into Alex Jones he's a shock jock uh, on a podcast oh that's great and he's just this like that's updated that's yeah, good. he's just like this hate spewing guy oh, who's kind of crazy mm-hmm. and you know J. Jonah Jameson has always been kind of this crazy up, uppity against Spider-Man for no real reason right. guy, and in this one he's touting conspiracy, conspiracy theories. He's, oh, that's great. He, you know, he, he's he's a, a very modern take. Okay. Um, and, nice. and without spoiling anything else, they also did uh, recreated Miles Morales in a just masterful way. Okay. So All right. yeah. well, you, you snuck in a second thing, so I'll say real quick. Again. Read uh, Farmhand from Rob Guillory. Uh, Image Comics issue three is out the day we are recording. I've been staring uh, at this comic the whole recording. Which is seventeen years after September twelfth, um, but it, it is a great. <laughs> 
<laughs> they had seen Murray on Twitter. Uh, farmhand is Rob Guillory, and he he both uh, drew and wrote it. And Rob is a dear friend who is super talented. She was one of my favorites. Rob did my Christmas card, uh, and this comic is awesome. And well, this feels, this cover it, it yeah, is yeah that's all that's all your stone. world right there. It's yeah. a it's a guy who's who's made of tree mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Yep, and he has been chopped down and chopped up. Gorly. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a striking image. Yeah, I, I really like nah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really it's a it's a great read so far. And issue three dropped today, so check that out too. Cool. All right, that's all right. it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, don't shop at Mattress Farm. Back Amanda Palmer on Patreon. All right. Well, that's it. That's it.